Welcome to the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast. Uh, my name is Nestor. I'm here joined by Henry, and this is uh, Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. Um, we talk about football. Yes, sir. Uh, episode 39, man. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Episode 39, uh, in honor of your boy, Scott McTominay. Man. Scott. Yeah, the Scottish sensation. What a year he's having. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty good year, um, you know. Finishing high on the table, getting more minutes this year, that's a big improvement. And really, he's got to be Scotland's best player by a country mile for me. Nobody's even in contention. Um, uh, and uh, don't give me Andy Robertson because he's a, tw- well, you know what I'm going to say. But, well, I mean, this, right now, today, yeah, I would agree. Maybe not a year ago or so. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Scotty's Scotty's nice. Too bad as Scotland's not not that great. Right. When McTominay's your best player, you're probably not not all that great. Not all that great. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh a lot of football as always. Kind of a lot of happenings been been going on too. It's not like uh just football and that's it. There's there's been a few things that has transpired over the past 7 days since we last checked in. Um Anything we got to get off our chest before we get into the reviews, previews? Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into that first, just the, the league previews and, and reviews and then kind of feed off of it into there. Uh, yeah. I know we had a lot of games this weekend. Yeah, there, yeah, there so. was, uh, you know, try to watch as much as we can. Um, I mean, there, there was some stuff that I didn't watch and there was stuff that I wasn't, uh, like, even aware of, like... Uh, the Mexican League uh, Super Clasico. Yeah, that's of right. Chivas versus America. Thank goodness I didn't tune in for that. Yeah, it was it wasn't competitive, man. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, three to zero for America. For anyone that was curious, um, but America fans would have let you know if you even had a remote interest in it. Yeah, yeah. You know. I will say uh, Sebastián Cordoba, you know, a player that's really starting to impress me more and more each year. I hope he makes a jump to Europe. Because, uh, I mean, he's one of the brighter prospects from that under-23 class of Mexican players right now. Yeah, no, he'll look great on some bench on a mid-table side, for Whoa. fuck's sake. Hey, man, he's from but. El Nido. Put some respect, man. He's Dude. from where? El Nido. What's that? The Nest. He's an Aguila, oh, my Aguila. boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's where uh, my boy Raul Jimenez came from. You know, a lot of, a lot of legends. But uh, anyways, back to more. Well, yeah, that's football. a digression. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, getting into uh, England, the Premier League. Yes, sir. I think the one that we're most uh, familiar with at this point. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, um, let's go back to uh, Friday, March twelfth. Uh, Newcastle versus Aston Villa. <laughs> that's a that's a big stinker. Yeah. One one. Boring game. Yeah. There wasn't a goal until the 86th minute. It was an own goal, by the way. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm shrugging as we speak. Yeah, not much to divulge. In I, I think there was something more interesting on at that point. I couldn't tell you. But, um, yeah, 1-1. One, one. Uh, I guess a good point for Newcastle. Yeah. I think I chose them to lose, and they, they got a goal in stoppage time. Which gets them out of the, which got them out of the, the relegation, relegation. 
Yeah. For for now, <laughs> anyway. Um, do you know and, the last game of the season is going to be, well, for Newcastle, is going to be Fulham? Sheesh. That's yeah. going to be a good one. Uh, yes, I think Fulham will pull through, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. Newcastle are really lucky to get results like this because, like you said, they don't have Almiron, they don't have Maximin. You, you know, you mentioned that last week. I think it's going to hurt them, and I think by that time when Fulham and, and Newcastle meet, I think Fulham's going to do them dirty, but we'll see. A lot of league to be played. There's also like a mini controversy. Um, well, it's more on Reddit because uh, there's a lot of uh, commenters that are commentators that are from England. Uh, so their media is a lot more football focused. Yeah, it's but there's a lot, a lot more of, in the know. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of like, hey, well, Steve Bruce is doing a great job. You know, he's not being appreciated. It's like, dude. Like yeah, you shouldn't be praised for barely being above, like hovering above the relegation zone. That's and um, that's a that's another discussion that can be had there because I feel like promotion and relegation in mm-hmm. England is such a it's you know it's such a big deal like and it's people make careers off that I mean like Sam Allardyce for example mm-hmm, yeah just the sheer capability of not getting promoted when you're on a bottom half team yeah is something like oh shit like this guy's a good manager. So I feel like it's very glorified in England, whereas I feel like around the world, not so much. It's like if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, and you're not going to get touted as that. But, you know, they say that about Steve Bruce. They, they did it with Chris Wilder last year. This year he struggled. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all relative, I feel. You know, people forget David Moyes was a relegation fodder manager as well. And now he's kind of back to his groove and, and, you know, managing well. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? There are levels. Not everyone's going to hit the ground running like uh, like Pep, for example. Um, even Mourinho, to Mourinho, an extent. Yeah. Um, um, you know, Poch had to work his way up. Yeah. Started off at, uh, I forgot who he managed first. Then he made it to... Uh, Espanol. Um, was it Espanol, then Sunderland? Yeah. Or was it Sunderland or Southampton? I forget now, actually. It's one of those red stripe teams. I want to say Southampton, because I don't think he actually managed Sunderland. Yeah. Then Spurs, and now PSG. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, there's a progression there. But, uh, you know, guys like David Moyes, they kind of up and down. And uh, the, the Premier League, I mean, teams and systems and tactics are constantly changing. You know, one day you're the cock of the walk in terms of your style. Uh, and... Tomorrow you're going to be, you know, playing this outdated football like Steve Bruce, who thinks it's still 1998. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a style of football that a lot of British people hold near and dear to their heart. You know, that smash and grab, no nonsense, long balls, long balls, physical. Every challenge mm-hmm. is tough. Yeah, and I mean there there is some merit to that kind of style, but you know the prem is evolving a lot, and I feel like those kind of managers are going to slowly. But surely become kind of extinct. They're gonna you know? erode, yeah. I think more Graham Potter's, more uh, you know um, Scott, Parker. Scott Parker's, more Bielsa's are, are gonna seep into the game, and I think it's good for the game. Uh, you know, you it's what it's gonna is what is gonna drive England to the top in terms of the most elite league. I think they already are, but it's gonna really set them apart. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Being fluid, I think, is gonna be the most uh, sought after uh, managerial uh, sort of um, approach yeah. to to the game. Uh, every every season, it looks like there's a different system being employed. That's like the hot system. Like yeah. right now, it's the press. 
Yeah. So, you know, next year we'll probably see something else to counter that. Um, but anyway, yeah, Aston Villa, Newcastle, draw, 1-1. Aston Villa as well, man, they're they're somehow still in the top 10. I don't know how, you know, thanks to Jackie Grealish. Yeah. But that team just fell off hard after Christmas or Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, injuries didn't help, but even then, like, form-wise, um, you know, they just couldn't win some games that they should have. But they won enough games in the first half of the season. Like, we forget, but for a large part of the season, they were in Champions League contention or Europa. At yeah, times. we were talking about how they were, like, over overachieving. Yeah. But we, I think we saw that, too, that they weren't going to be able to sustain it for the season. Honestly, I thought they were. I thought they were going to have, like, a West Ham type of, uh, you know, Mount. resurgence. and like. But, you know, the injuries were key. And not only the injuries, but the severity and the, the, the quality of the player that they lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had the the pinnacle of their season was when Barkley and Grealish were healthy, and that's when they were actually you know creating a lot of chances and and winning games. Ever since then, they haven't yeah. been as consistent. So, yeah, I'll, I'll look for them to improve as soon as Jack's back. Although not much season left, so it could yeah. it could it could make us think: Will we ever see him in a Villa shirt again? You know? Yeah, I'm because like I feel like he's gonna get bought out this transfer. Window. I think so. Yeah, I, I, right now is the time. Especially if he wants to play in European football, if he wants to aspire to bigger things and, you know, really cement that starting spot in the inter- international team. Yeah. But um, anyway, moving on, uh, Leeds hosting Chelsea. 0-0 zero to zero draw, nil-nil, donuts. Uh, Damn. Uh, I don't know. That's not a good result for Chelsea. For Leeds, it's an improvement over their last match. Yeah. Which but- was a... 3-0 loss. Chelsea fans will tell you, we're still undefeated again with Tuchel. Yeah. We're still undefeated, bro. Yeah. That... Fuck I yeah, do... You know when they have like the invincible seasons or <laughs> X team hasn't been beaten in so-and-so matches? Like 0-0 draws or like even draws in general. I'm like, we're going to count that? Like, Jeez. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not a loss, for, like, technically, but it's not a win either. When yeah. You, when you hear undefeated, you're like, oh, shit, you won all those games? Mm, not so. <laughs> but Chelsea, Leeds are a tough team, man. Any Anyone's going to have a tough time. Uh, well, most teams anyway. Yeah. Um, it's it's just the com- how the convergence of styles clash out, you know? And, and I was about to say that Chelsea don't play a, a style that's going to capitalize on Leeds' uh, weaknesses no yeah they're and the way they they play you know five men at the back three at times it's like i feel like against a team like Leeds, you have your the holes plugged for the counter you know you're ready to absorb yeah that. and you have the numbers so if, if Leeds decides to press they have the capability of you know moving the ball around mm-hmm. and that's what tuchel has improved the most i think is just like that patience. And, yeah, yeah. Tuchel's team is like it's a build up into an attack. It's not. Yeah, it's not it's just not one ball. It's not an attack, or you're gonna just all of a sudden be like, oh fuck, these guys are coming at you. Yeah. You get like it, 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 he does have a weird system, um, but you know, I have a bigger point to talk about with uh, with Chelsea later on about you know, when we talk about champions. But yeah, um, zero zero. Not much to say there. Um, if anything, it's a really good result for Leeds. Yeah. Uh, who are still, like, mid-table, just hanging in there, chaotic, neutral. Um, next match, uh, Crystal Palace beats uh, West Brom 1-0. It's a good win for Crystal Palace. Palace. Kind of, like, cements their spot out of um, the relegation zone. They're in 11th. Yeah. Uh, so, the, 
looks like that's pretty much where they're going to be staying for the rest of the season. Like yes, that sir. 11, 12, 13, 14 spot. Um, I guess the most notable thing wasn't really what happened on the pitch. Because, you know, if you're winning by one penalty, one to zero, it's doesn't really sound like an entertaining match. No, especially between you with, know, a with Hodgson team and Sam Allardyce. Yeah. You're not <laughs> yeah. going to get it's not going to be a Van Gogh. Yeah, that. and that, and that's like another thing that we're talking about, two dinosaurs employing, you know, dead ass systems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess there is some merit that they're still like there based even with those bullshit ass <laughs> schemes. It's it's funny cuz I liken it to people who run businesses and you have small businesses sometimes like an old shack with refined wood and classic antique products uh-huh. and then you have your very efficient new top-of-the-line state-of-the-art aluminum building with you know shit like it's like technology like yeah. that's what football is now but you know there is some beauty in the in that in the traditional ways that they're set in you know the, yeah yeah for sure they're like very like you said set in their ways yeah but man i'm not trying to pay that a uh, 35 cent uh fee for my using my card man yeah and <laughs> exa- exactly and you know you like having the the ability to pay with your phone, go contactless. Over there, it's like, nah, man. Like you pay cash with only. cash, cash only. Uh, pr- There's an receipt. ATM right there. Yeah, print receipt where they write your stuff. It's like you know, <laughs> and and but that's that's the truth with any field. You know, you're gonna get an outdated system, and mm-hmm. you know, football is one of those great sports where it's it's so versatile that you can almost reinvent the wheel at times. You know, and and develop a new play style. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think many other sports evolve the way uh, football does. So. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, having said that, um, you know, speaking of evolving and and being, I guess, moving through the times, uh, you know, over the last uh, year or so, has it been like a year? I'm not exactly sure, but pre-match, there's been more of like a, uh, I don't even want to call it a tradition, more like a... Uh, <sighs> What should I call it? When they kneel. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's uh, there's a word for it. It's I want I don't want to say commemoration, but some somewhere along those lines. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone takes an, a kneel, and it's like a thing that the league does now. Yeah. Uh, and Wilfred Zaha, who's been really outspoken about you know race issues and everything, he basically said it's just a show. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah. And he became the first player to not kneel this season, you know, being a black player. And uh, he just feels like it's like an, like an empty gesture. Yeah. Um, which I can I can see where he's coming from. Um, I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily disagree. But I can definitely see why he says something like that. And when it becomes like when it becomes formalized, it loses its message, I think. Yeah. It does. I mean, it was some, it was something powerful to do in, in as protest. As now protest. It's, now it's like almost mandated in a way. It's a chore. Um, it, you know, it's a very yeah. measly chore. It's not not a big deal. You yeah. Know, it, but yeah, I do agree. I I do agree in a lot of respects. Um, obviously, like it, it's good to show solidarity, right, with the movement. But at yeah. some point, you can't kneel for the rest of your life. You know, there, there has to be some cutoff. And mm-hmm. for me, that should have ended halfway through the season. By the way. And I, I think I told you this off the record a, a month or two ago. I'm like, I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm starting to get kind of sick of seeing pe- players kneel. Not for the reason of it. It's just like, all right, get on with the game already. Like, whatever 15 seconds you're going to use to kneel, 
truthfully, in this point in time, isn't going to make a difference anymore. And But you see that all the time. You know, when race issues happen, immediately, the moment it does happen, the people are going to voice their opinion. But there has to be some cutoff eventually, I feel. And I, I think Zaha spot on with the standing. Yeah, and, and him being a player that's probably received a lot of uh, hateful messages and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And probably even with this action, it, on its own, he probably received a lot of shit. But, you know, I think he would know better than a lot of people that maybe would suggest against it or don't agree. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and if you want to protest, you, you, you figure it out. Or if you want to make change, you don't just make an empty gesture before ma- every match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's... I feel like there's also guys doing it that really don't even want to do it, you know? Like, I mean, I mean, not not to pick anybody in particular, but like somebody like Vardy, for example, I'm, since I'm seeing him on the screen, he does it. Maybe he doesn't even really fully believe in it, but he does it. So people are going to say he's a good person because he's... Yeah. But, you know, what 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 shows character is your true feelings and how you devote your time. Yeah. If you really care about a subject, you, you know, dedicate time to your, your community and take care of it that way but yeah i think kneeling at this point it's got it's a bit spent now would be the proper word i think it's it's uh yeah and i i i'm all for politics and and sports i think they can mix when when necessary when the issue is powerful enough if you believe in an issue definitely yeah yeah Yeah, if you i mean in any it doesn't even have to be race or anything yeah it's about marcus rashford with the with the um you know feeding the hungry children yeah see that's that's a good example right there yeah yeah um so yeah, I, I, I like that uh, Zaha had the balls to just be like, "Fuck this." Yeah, if anybody would do it, somebody like him would would be the proper guy yeah. to do it. You know, it wouldn't reflect well if, uh, I don't know, Dean Henderson said, "No, nah, I'm not kneeling." You know, people are gonna be like, "Ah, oh, he's yeah, they're gonna right. immediately, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly." And that's the thing with the political climate and things like that. I think it, it you know, like I said, Wilf is the guy to do it. You know, Good yeah, exactly. Him. You know, and <laughs> you imagine players like. Right before the match, like, thank fuck for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking hell. Yeah. Let's just get on with it. Uh, thanks, Willie. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, uh, we're going to uh, head into um, Everton versus Burnley. Wow. Upset <laughs> of the week, isn't it? A lot of good goals in that game, too, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dwight McNeil, though. Player, player of the season for, for them, by the way. I'm like, probably, I mean, Chris Wood, too, though. But those two are probably the most talented players on that team in terms of attack. And I mean, yeah, it's just a brilliant goal, you know. Does a nice little fake, gets the ball, curls it with his left into the top left. Postage stamp. I mean, easy as you like. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was a great goal. Um, Everton, though, you know, I don't know. They're... Do they need another transfer window, you think? I think so, yeah. The players that they got that started off really well, uh, when they fooled us into thinking that they were a decent team, well, they are a decent team, but when they fooled us into thinking that maybe they were title contenders, oh yeah, uh, they're not consistent enough. Thomas, yeah. ah man, he has good games, has bad games. He yeah. has like maybe one good game to every three or four invisible matches. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even say he's bad. He's just not a factor, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's just. A five out of ten most of the time. Yeah, um, which is not good, you know, for a yeah, player of his yeah. caliber. But you know, uh, I think maybe when when he has more support, 
in the midfield, maybe better attacking. You need options. someone to unlock him. You saying? Yeah, yeah, maybe Pogba to 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 uh, <laughs> Liverpool to the Toffees. Yeah, um, nah, man. I think uh, they they definitely need a transfer window. Uh, they need some more dynamic uh, elements in their attack. They can't be so one way, you know. Um, I think the goal they scored with D- uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin is is a goal I've seen from them at least ten times this season, where they cross it in and he heads it. Like that's so it's so predictable. So yeah. they're gonna have to be more schematic and. Uh, I would wonder if uh, if Ancelotti would be interested in trying a two striker formation with a uh, with uh, Richarlison and uh, Calvert Lewin up top. I think he should. I think he should. I think not to completely copy, but mimic a lot of the elements you see in the way that Inter Milan are, are walking the league right now. Uh, I think it could be valuable. And and you know, funny enough, Conte and, and Ancelotti have a lot of very similar tactics as well both being italian and coaching both in syria a, both uh title winners with chelsea yeah i know yeah funny enough right yeah um yeah it would be interesting to see that's a team i'm not worried for truthfully i think they can improve but this and season they, is done and they have the finances to improve the things that are lacking yeah yeah totally yeah. and they've shown uh they've had moments where they're where ancelotti can go to the board and say look we can do this Give me this guy, X guy, Y guy, and mm-hmm. shit, man. Great ball. I'll bring you a title. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's that's a terrible loss for Everton. That's a good win for Burnley, though. Um, I think it's more of a better win oh, than yeah. it is a worse loss. Uh, but yeah, uh, if that made sense. <laughs> then the next match, uh, Fulham hosting Manchester City. Yeah, oh, man. I have to say credit to to Scott Parker's men. You know, they they gave us a good fight in that first half, and I, you know, City score on on the cross. You know, if it hadn't been for that cross, that game could have gone zero zero for a lot longer. You know, yeah. For the first, I would say, fifty five, sixty minutes, Fulham were giving it as good as they were taking it, barring yeah. that that set piece goal from uh, Stones in the beginning of the of the first of the second half. Yeah, they. Oh, he's such a weapon on set pieces. Yeah, right? he is. He's a big boy, but yeah. but Fulham totally fell asleep on that one. Yeah, they had a high line, and knowing the the weapons that that a city have uh, on set pieces like that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, and uh, I don't, there there was maybe some miscommunication there, but in the end, uh, Stonesy got a got a nice uh, finish there. Yeah, and great then ball. probably up until like another ten minutes or so. Fulham were in it, and then all of a sudden, City were running, running them off the park. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did. Uh, capitalize on mistakes though. It wasn't. It wasn't like they were completely dominated in terms of being. I mean, they they were beaten soundly. I'm not gonna like try to minimize that. But the goals that City were able to get were mostly mistakes yeah they capitalize on that high press and you know fulham play very similar to city obviously not completely similar but a lot of same similar elements and it was pretty cool to watch i'm not gonna lie like you know they had uh, fulham had their chances where they they had the ball for three minutes at a time pass it around try to create something it wasn't as often as city but you know i do have to give them credit they, they did do a good they job. passed really well yeah um the guy on Giza. Oh yeah, uh, really good. Tete, Lemina. Anderson, uh, Lookman. Yeah, 
Yeah, Lamina. Lamina is one of my favorites on that team. Uh, Lookman gets a lot of the you know the goals and stuff, but mm-hmm. Lamina is really pulling strings re- really well for them. Loftus Cheek played really well. Yeah, I mean they're they're a good team. They shouldn't be fighting relegation. No, it's just they started off really badly. Yeah, it started. And, and I think Scott Parker in the beginning of the season was trying to figure out how to implement the style that he wanted. Yeah, and but, with what players? And they know. dropped a lot of points. At, what was it like four or five losses in a row? Six. Fuck, bro. It was yeah. a lot of losses in a row. It like, was, and I'm just thinking back now, like to when Lookman fucking Panenka that penalty. Yeah, it was like game. week like, one. If, or looking week back, two. looking back on it now, that could be a big point they dropped there. Yeah. Fucking hell. But yeah, man. Um, they they uh, they're a good team. They have good players. It, it's not for lack of effort either. So, you know, hopefully they stay up and keep most of their core so they can improve on that next season. Yeah. Um, but I if not, they they're in good shape to get promoted the next the next season anyway. Yeah, I think they will. Um, I think the key is holding on to Scott Parker, you know. If if he's still available, because I know a lot of teams may be looking at him now. Yeah. Areola got a couple good saves as well. Oh, yeah. He's he's a proper keeper, you know. He's, yeah. he's up in that new school of young keepers who, who are going to make a name, I think, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, any, anything else you want to take away from city? No, I mean, it was nice to see Aguero hit the back of the net. You oh, know? that's right. Yeah. It was a penalty, but nothing, you know, nothing crazy, but it was just nice to see him get a goal. Uh, we'll touch a little bit on the champions league game later. Cause he did have some sentiments after the game. <laughs> 14 and uh, 418 days yeah. without scoring a league goal. Now I know that's a skewed number because of. You know, the big-ass break from last season, but... Uh, yeah, and the fact that he's been injured and shit. And, yeah. COVID, too. Well, um, that's part of it, though. It's his health. Yeah. but So it's good to see him on the board. Um, we'll say, though, that uh, Mar is pretty selfish, man. Yeah, yeah, but with, with, he, with, I think with respect to him, I think he deserves it. He, he does find himself in good spots, but there's other places where it's like, you don't have to shoot, <laughs> or you don't yeah. have to dribble, man. You can... You can let the ball go and you know create a little bit more, but he gets these blinders when when he's in the box or near it. He's like, yeah. "Oh fuck this! I'm gonna bend it around." Well, he's our most dynamic player in my opinion. Like in terms of one v ones, like oh for sure, yeah. He's he can beat most defenders, man, and I I love that. But yeah, I wish if he can work on his finishing, I think he'd be one of the best wingers in the world. And his finishing is not terrible either. No, it's not terrible. It's just, it, I, I his guess... technique is nice. Yeah, I guess it's it's more of like a select shot selection. Yeah, because he loves he loves to shoot in the box, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, you, we need that. We need that man. Because at times, City's problem in past years, especially, was everybody tried to pass it into the walk net. it into the. It's like you know sometimes you need a, a guy who who has an ego, as as Guardiola says. Yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah, you can't all be nice guys. Uh, yeah, man, you cannot. We can't have a bunch of Gunduans, you know, <laughs> running around. Uh, even though he's been a massive finisher himself, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Anyways, enough about City. Uh, it's just at this point, it just looks like it's gonna be a, a cakewalk. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just about massaging, massaging it. Yeah, massaging it and keep keeping them fresh for the cup. I think it's gonna be the key. Um, but yeah, moving on to the next match, Che Adams picks up a goal for Southampton, but fall to Brighton, two one. Yeah, man. Um, Massive result for Brighton too. Huge. Yeah. 
And, man, it's one of those games where, uh, you know, who's less bad? <laughs> yeah, pretty Like, in much. terms of, like, recent form. And the season in general, really. Um, I, I didn't watch this one, though. Can't say I'm going to stay up for this one or wake up for it. No, not at all. Um, and, and I don't know. Any comments? Because I didn't even see the goals, to be honest with you. No, no. I, it's I, my job, and I don't fucking do it. No, it's it's not. Like you said, it's not a barn burner. And I wasn't really keeping an eye on this one, truthfully. So, But, I mean, you know, good result for, for Brian. In they, not only do they need it more, but it's the same guys as per Trossard, Dunk. I mean, if it's not that, those two in Malpe, it's... It's pretty much nobody else. So, yeah, good result for uh, for Brighton. Yeah, huge. And now they sit in uh, 16th place with 29 points. Uh, just hovering above uh, Newcastle and three points above uh, Fulham. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, uh, Leicester hosting uh, Sheffield United. Uh, so before the match, was it before the match or the night before? No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't want to say the night before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was the day before that. Uh, yeah, Chris Wilder, manager of five years for Sheffield, responsible for getting them them up from League One, is sacked. Yeah, a uh, club legend for sure, right? Yeah, uh, there's even talks of him getting a statue, yeah. like being being worthy of a statue, not necessarily actually getting one. It's kind of like when they retired Jude Bellingham's jersey at Birmingham. Uh, I would say that uh, Chris Wilder is a little more accomplished than uh, Jude Bellingham. Whoa! How many scores is how many goals has has he scored? Though? Well, he, uh, he's responsible for getting them out of League One, man. Ah. Uh, um, well, I need I need Frank Lampard to get a, a statue outside of Derby County. <laughs> oh wait, it didn't happen. Oh uh, shit. shit! They didn't get nothing. Now you they? know who who else will get one too? I think Bielsa. When it's oh, all oh at Leeds, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He led them to the promised land after how many years was it? Like thirteen or 13, something. Thirteen, yep. For one of the biggest clubs, so yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, they're definitely having a shit season. There's no denying that. You can count how many wins they have if you're a double amputee, even. Um, yeah, I don't know. It sucks that they let him go. It sucks that they didn't back him after everything that he's done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's football and results speak. The thing is, is, is Sheffield better or worse off for it? I, I, I don't know if that's what if the board members even think of that. Because they didn't have an immediate replacement. Yeah. Well, I think they just gave up on him and it probably maybe pressure from the fans. I sure. Mean, it's it's tough. I honestly I would have just let him see out the season because there's nobody that's gonna come in and, and remedy it. You know. Yeah. No one. No Not one in can. This, yeah. It's too late already. So and and that's what I'm asking is like, are you better off or worse? You know, you have to consider <laughs> that. And they're worse off. I think that yeah, in the long. And, well, not only in the long run, but in terms of honor and respect, too. It's a little bit of a bad jab. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Especially the day before a game. Yeah. Uh. As we see, they got. They got walloped five to zero. Um, By you know, player morale's probably already down, and it gets worse when you have a manager that's been there for so long. Um, but there were like reports that he was having hard training days, like the day after matches or the Monday following matches. Yeah. So no proper recovery. They're tired. You know, leads to injuries and probably just being annoyed as well. Yeah, 
he's a hard-nosed guy, you know, kind of more traditional. Yeah. I could see why he would do that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, beyond all that, uh, Lester lays five on, on Sheffield. Uh, hat trick by Kalechi and Nacho. Yes, sir. Um, Kalechi. Kind of just ran over them, really. Sheffield don't play a particularly bad style of football. No, no, yeah. They they deserve much more out of this season in terms of, like, production. Yeah, but they still caught those uh, those goals pretty badly. Yeah, that's been a big problem in their team. It's just defense. allowing goals. Yeah. Allow mm. it, blood. Who would be who would win in a in a two game series or a two game uh, tie? Two yeah, two legs. Uh, Sheffield United or Schalke. Sheesh. Would that be the most high goal scoring game or the lowest goal scoring game? I think Schalke does the work. They're bad this season, but they have Matthew Hoppy, <laughs> and I, I think he's better than any striker they have. He's better than McGoldrick. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't know, man. Now, you know what's so great about Matt Hoppy is after every game, he thanks God. Oh, he's a proper yeah. Christian boy? Yeah. Uh, Christian captions in his bio, too, on, on IG. Um, but, um, yeah. Schalke, just to digress a little bit, Schalke is at 10 points in the Bundesliga. 66 goals conceded, 16 scored. Sheesh. Um, now, compare that to... Uh, Sheffield United, uh, 50 goals conceded, 16 uh, scored. <laughs> Damn, that's bad too. Uh, Schalke has 10 points and Sheffield has 14 points. Yeah, and it, that's better on Sheffield because they're, they're like, they still have more games left, I imagine. Well, Sheffield's played more games. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. 29 games versus, uh, shit, where am I? 29 games versus uh, 25 for Schalke. Oh, okay. Never mind. So well, Schalke have a chance to improve that. They do, but they've also allowed more goals in a shorter amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So then that's where their problem is, and then they go out and get Mustafi. <laughs> Fucking hell! What a man. move. Oh man, I feel bad for that guy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to back to Leicester Sheffield. Uh, anything else that we need to take away from that? No, nah, no, nah, man. That game, uh, I mean, it's the proof yeah. is in the pudding, and we yeah. already that was probably the easy, easily the most predictable game of the week. I'd say. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially when you add in the fact that they sacked their manager. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's like another thing that we were talking about just a few minutes ago is that, you know, the the managers that employ maybe a different style or the same style. You know, how long are they really going to last? You know, I don't really see Chris Wilder getting a job in the Prem anytime soon. Really? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe West Brom when they fire Allardyce. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, he's probably going to uh, <laughs> resign yeah, we're gonna like, call with it. the game left. But but um, if they do that, I'm drinking I'm drinking a pint for Big Sam. Oh, man. He, or some brandy. Like, and technically, I'm still never relegated. Oh. <laughs> He's just all like... With his glasses. She, you know that meme with the glasses and yeah, the little uh, joint? The joint, yeah. yeah. He, uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think Chris Walder uh, can play at a top-level team in the championship or can still manage a bottom six team. He just needs a little bit of financial backing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a good squad, squad to start off with. And I don't know. You I think mean, he can pull a Moisey? Yeah, something like that. Yeah? 
Yeah, uh, you know, thing about David Moyes is, you know, he had a few other gigs in the league too, and it didn't go too well. I'm forgetting the teams. I want to say West Brom may may have been one of them, um, but you know, if you don't have the proper players, you won't. You can only go so far, man. I think David Moyes uh, managed uh, Sunderland. Sunderland as well, yeah. Um, you know, obviously his time at United was was a tough time. You know, just kind of living in the shadow of Fergie, but. Um, yeah, man, he's, that's a guy who's really, you know, Fergie hung him out to dry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put him in a tough spot. Well, and the thing is at that time, United were still considered like one of the best teams in the world, you know, in the top six at least. Mm -hmm. And then, but they were on a decline. Yeah. They were on a decline shortly, but like they still had that big name. I feel like the pressure today isn't as bad. So if David Moyes were to like get that job today, fresh with no history with United, that'd be interesting to see. I'm not going to lie. Uh, with the players he has available, I think even with the history, because he's shown that he can do good with. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's doing wonders with West Ham. With right? West Ham, yeah, I was forgetting the name. That's a that's a that's a nice team too, and we'll touch on that game in a bit. Yeah, um, but anyway, moving on. Um, North London derby. Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you gunners. Yeah, gunners. Yeah, they got the win, man. Two to one, two to one. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Odegaard. Uh, yeah, Odegaard. Was that two games in a row that he scored? I believe so. I be, uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah, he's uh, playing really good right now. Um, finally, yeah. kind of finding his feet in the team. Well, yeah, beyond scoring, he was actually moving the ball a lot. He was looking really threatening every time, looking forward, making passes, just doing the correct play. Yeah, he's direct. Very uh. You know, very uh, secure with the ball as well. He's baby uh, Modric. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's who he reminds me of a lot in his directness. Yeah. He needs some polishing, of oh, course. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's a legend, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> but, his style is very rem- reminiscent of, of Modric. Yeah, Modric kind of reminds me of, you might not agree with this one, but Ericsson, at, when he was playing at Spurs in the past like sure. six, six years, very mm-hmm. direct. You know, he's the guy who makes the team tick. I don't know, man. I think Arsenal, if they can keep him, they found one, you know? I think there's reports that he wants to stay with the club. And uh, he he likes just... Well, obviously, he's in London. Yeah, know. dude. And a big club like Arsenal. And he's Norwegian, so the weather's not a problem. No, not at all. I feel like that's just a perfect team for him, honestly. Yeah, he can grow into it and yeah. uh, and be very influential with the club's success. Yeah. Because the banger that he scored in the Europa League last week... Uh, right. Right. Yeah, he. I mean, how far out was that? 25, 28 yards out? Yeah. What a strike. Well, a little, to, little too much in the middle. I get it. Not to be a Schmeichel, but yeah, it was a bit in the middle. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's really good at progressing the ball for them and uh, opening lanes and uh, finding open players. I like what he did. Um, uh, who else was good? Um, Tierney, Tierney was really good. Yes, sir. He's one of Arsenal's best players this season, for sure. Yeah, him, Bukayo Saka, and if yeah. Odegaard continues this form till the end of the season, I'll, I feel comfortable putting him in that top three. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, Arteta has improved a lot because of them. And yeah. We'll see how long he can write it out. And Gabriel is actually finding pretty good form, too. Yeah, I think their best uh, center defensive player they've had the, all season. The you know? the 
the team between him and uh, David Luiz is not bad, man. Not bad, yeah. It's not like bad. A the two Brazilians are old, older Brazilian kind of guiding the younger cat. I'm sure the cam must be great. Yeah, I mean it's no Diaz and and Stones, but it's the <laughs> damn fave- near. It's the favela version. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Uh, fucking hell. Yeah, but uh, uh, up you gunners and well another another underwhelming result against the top six for Barinho. I don't know, man. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of slander from Spurs fans. I, I think they're kind of getting sick with it. Nothing hurts like a North London derby loss, too. You know. Yeah, there's pride. Yeah, they're yeah, they're uh, they're really hated rivals. Um, yeah, patience must be wearing thin for Mourinho. But what do you do at this point? <laughs> ah, it's tough, man. Cause... That team is built. It's starting to be built for him. Yeah. Um. By the way, what a great shot by. Uh, by uh, Eric Lamela. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That w- that was it was a sick goal, man. I'm not even gonna lie. And then he makes party. Um, yeah, man. I, I personally, Rabona. I'm not Rabona. a big fan of of Rabona's like that. But you know, because <laughs> I I feel and you might agree with this. It's <laughs> yeah. like if you don't got a weak foot, that's your go to. But you know, it looks really sick and it takes it a lot cool. of skill. It takes it takes skill. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. there there's there's some techers involved. Yeah. But yeah, let let's let's not sugarcoat it. He only did that because his right foot <laughs> is like it would have ended up like sliced or something yeah or nobody would have swung and missed on that nobody attempts as many rabonas as him and Di maria those two guys they must have come from the same academy or <laughs> something but fucking hell like yeah those guys always try that you yeah know? the the right foot is strictly just to take steps it's not for <laughs> playing football kicking a ball at all yeah yeah They're, like they're that guy that when the ball comes to them, they'll turn their whole body just to pass it with their left foot. It's yeah, kind of sickening. There was there was a fake stat floating out there that seemed kind of true. Yeah, but uh, someone like in the Spurs community was saying how uh, uh, he's the only player to attempt so many passes without using his right foot. I would believe it. But I then the the actual stat came out that he's only passed it six times with his right foot. Damn. Which is like fuck. This was before the game, but like, yeah, damn, yeah. you really, uh, you really don't want to use that, do you? Sheesh, man. FIFA better give him one star. <laughs> one star a week, half a yeah, star, a week half foot. a star. If that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, man, yeah, that's tough. But yeah, hell of a goal. We'll go down as one of the best North London derby goals, like all time. I mean, it's gonna go as one of the goals of the season. Just oh just yeah, the yeah. the sheer spectacle of it being a Rabona. Yeah. In traffic. In traffic. Just Meg. the balls to try it, though. I mean, it, it does. He does get some credit for it. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Um, and th- he scored the opener as well, right? Yeah, that was the the only goal, and then later on got sent off. So, yeah, so he comes on for an injured son, which I don't know what kind of injury he has. So mm-hmm. it'll be kind of curious to see how they. Oh, that's work, right. It was. It looked work. like a muscle injury. Yeah, and uh, he's one of those players that's like really explosive. That's yeah. prone to those kind of things, so it kind of sucks for them. Um, so he comes on as a sub, scores a goal, and gets sent off like in the seventieth minute or so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that's justice though for the bullshit that he pulled. Uh, against uh, United, right? Against United, yeah. Yeah, red the Reds stay together, man. Yeah, well, you know how things are out here in Southern California. Yeah, things can get a, a little bit murky, <laughs> but yeah, man. Good result. Arteta, I feel like he's starting to win over the fans again. Yeah. Trust the process, blood. Well, that with the with them winning the way they did in Europa. Oh, yeah. That was a massive performance, too. And then and then uh, beating 
Spurs, and then getting decent results here and there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're they're on the up and up. Um, one thing, though, and uh, I, I don't want to forget this, the little controversy with uh, with Obama Yang. Oh right. I yeah. guess uh, I guess he was late to the team bus or whatever it was, and uh, as the captain, uh, Arteta saw it fit to uh, bench him. Yeah. I think an hour before the match or so, an hour hour or half an hour before. Yeah. And gave uh, Lacazette the start. Uh, I don't know. I always felt like he wasn't. He was the captain just based on skill, maybe poli- yeah, skill politics. You know, just oh like, that too. Oh, yeah. put, put your best player as the your best paid. You know, best paid, mo- most uh, I guess decorated player. And uh, he's not like really, really one of those leaders that's gonna get everybody to sweat the shirt. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. He uh, he was late and he was benched and uh. I know they kept asking Arteta after the match, like, what happened? He's like, I'm not going to talk about this. Like, I I have this decision. He's a... And he was very political about it. He's like, yeah, he's a great player. He's a great guy. You know, we talked about it and uh, I made a decision. They're like, yeah, but how do you feel? Like, I'm not going to tell you about this. Like, I'm not going to tell you about this. No, no, no. He's a... (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? No, no, I think uh, I, I, uh, I give a lot of credit to Arteta. Um, I think it takes balls to do that to your best player. Yeah. And I th- and I hope Aubameyang took it the right way because there is some seriousness that does have to exist, especially at this point in the season where every game starts to matter even more. Yeah. You got to really be there. And if you're not there and you're the best player, what example does that give the other guys, you know? Exactly. So I agree with Arteta. And um, yeah, man, honestly, Aubameyang is starting to look more replaceable by by the month, which, you know... I think he can still clean up his act, but I think um, if if the form continues for the amount of money he's making, I think maybe if next season he might be his last, I'd say, with, with Arsenal. There's still a lot of season and a lot of things that can happen, but I feel like the inconsistency is going to wear thin with Arteta, and, and we're starting to see it now from a behavioral perspective. Um, I think it's just been a down year for him. Uh, if we're talking about the recent few months, I actually went back and looked how many goals he scored in all comps in the last few months. Nine goals since the start of the year, which isn't like wow, but it's actually pretty decent. I mean, decent if you take out Europa, it's not it's not that significant. I feel. I mean, because he did have a hat trick in the Europa. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like in big moments, in big games, he hasn't really been the guy to, that they rely on. I've seen, uh, you know, Bukayo Saka, a guy who's like six, seven years younger, uh, not only lead by example better, but maintain a better attitude, I feel. But, you know, that's just me picking at every negative I can with Aubameyang. Still a fabulous player. But these little things like this don't help him at all and his case going forward. Yeah. Especially well, with Martinelli maybe getting a better shot next season. Yeah, of course. And every time Martinelli's come on, they they've looked better um but i I just think it's a down year like you said if it's if it goes on into next year next season yeah and that's when you got to start wondering well well i I mean it's gonna be tough to replace him because he's on high wages so he's not gonna want to leave either no yeah so i mean i hope he's gonna have he's gonna gonna have to to, yeah or he's gonna be anyway he's gonna be ozil part two (laughs) 
yeah. continues. But yeah, man, uh, it's pretty crazy to think that you know Arsenal won that without uh, without him, and quite comfortably too. I'll say they created more. They were know, they were pretty good. Uh, they're just a better team. They were pretty good up until maybe like the last fifteen twenty minutes when Tottenham realized that there was a match on. Uh, but yeah, uh, credit to credit to Arsenal for for getting that win. win. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Manchester United hosting uh, West Ham United, and um, it was one of those matches where, as far as this season goes, Manchester United has not really performed well, and they weren't all that great to this match either. But uh, yeah, still got a result finally mm-hmm. uh, against a top six club, uh, one to zero. One to zero, yeah. Manchester United. They kind of nullified each other, if anything. Yeah, yeah. They bo- it looked like they both would have been happy to go home with a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a massive point for United. Well, I shouldn't say massive, but, I mean, it's a good result. Because it, it is a top-six side. Oh, wow. Wow. Go in. But, um, Vardy. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I think it's something they can build on. But, truthfully, uh, I think West Ham's going to be more you know gutted over the result. Just because you know this, you know, anytime you can beat United, it's still a big deal to yeah. these clubs. Yeah, yeah, because well, they're only uh, at that point they were only. Um, well, no, they they were three points behind Chelsea, and Chelsea dropped points. But they have a game in hand over Chelsea as well, so right. So that would have put them equal, and then you know who knows, maybe clinch that top four spot at some point. Uh, so yeah, uh, big big uh, loss for them. Um, anything uh, anything that we found found out that we didn't know? No, not really, man. I think uh, you know, West Ham is a good team, but they're not dynamic enough to break down a very good defensive team. That United, for me, is one of the best defensive teams in the league. I don't know. I don't think the maybe the stats suggest it, but I think they're just. Especially against top six opposition, they make it very hard for them to score. And that's one thing that you can hang on if you're a United fan. Maybe you haven't won all these games, but you haven't got whopped, you know? Other than the Spurs match. Ah, man, yeah, I don't... That, that, one, is, well, that one was an anomaly. But, um, yeah. All right, anyway, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, Monday, March 15, uh, Wolves hosting Liverpool. And uh, Liverpool gets a win against a decent side for the first time, and it feels like forever. Yeah. I don't even remember the last time they had a league win. Yeah, it feels like forever now. I mean, in the Champions League, it's a different story, but in the league, they've had trouble. And honestly, even though they did win, it wasn't super convincing, you know, but it'll be refreshing for Klopp and uh, the Reds. Yeah, definitely. Um I think it speaks more to how bad Wolves are right now. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. I, I'm not really impressed by anything that Wolves are doing. They're getting carried by... Uh, by um, What's his name? Uh, the Portuguese kid. What's his name? Pedro Nieto. <laughs> Pedro Nieto. But yeah. he really means Podiense. <laughs> He's uh, gone missing. I think I saw him on the milk box the other day. Sheesh, man! What a player. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's been the. Uh, that's been the uh, review of the past match week for uh, the Premier League. Um, we'll go into the the preview uh, right now. 
And uh, we'll start off with Fulham hosting Leeds. Fuck. That's a tough one for both sides, if I'm honest with you. Yep. That is. Ah, uh, man. I that think. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I'll uh, take Fulham for the ups. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that. I think Fulham uh, 1 0. Yeah. Come on, you cottages. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, there was like an interesting little tidbit about uh, uh, Craven Cottage. Yeah. They're, I guess, in construction right now. Yeah, yeah. So when you watch the the uh, telecast, it yeah. had a weird angle to it. It was sick though. I liked it. I liked it a lot too because yeah. it was it was a uh, a little higher up, I yeah. guess you can say, but at an angle. Yeah, I saw. That, yeah. Um, or maybe a little lower at a at a, like a more like acute angle. I don't know how to describe it, but it was cool. But the reason is because they're doing some construction on it. They had to build like a custom uh, scaffolding for the camera. I saw that. Yeah. And uh, and I, I was watching the game and I was like, dude, it looks like they're like still working on this arena. Mm-hmm. Would, but you know, in truth, this is the perfect time to do it, and no fans are allowed. But yeah, uh, I love Cottage uh, Craven Cottage because you you see like the the stands and you see the emblem of Fulham. Yeah, and it's just like man, this is like a traditional ground, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's it's only huge. a few. Yeah, it's not huge. Yeah, there's only a few places that still carry that kind of uh, you know antiqueness to them. Uh, for City, it was Main Road until the, the Etihad. The, yeah, until it became the Etihad, like a 2018. I mean, sorry, 2008 era. But um, you know, there's not that many uh, stadiums like that. Molyneux is one of them. Uh, uh, Turf Moor. Back then, it used to be a Stadium of Light when Stoke City was here in the Prem. So yeah, I love I love the Cra- uh, Craven Cottage, man. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's a cool little ground. It, it, it's just like that grassroots. Like they, they maybe renovated it a few times over the years. Yeah, so it's it's still got that like, I don't know, that sort of a that nostalgic feel. You know when you go into a house that's like obviously nice. Yeah, but it's lived in versus yeah. one of those like really dope houses, but it looks like a gallery. Yeah, like it was just built. Like, like it was just built, and there's no life to it. They just got like the most expensive furniture. Yeah, just like, through it all. Yeah. yeah, and then you go to a really nice house built in the 1920s with antique wallpaper, that has just an oaky look to it. Like it's <laughs> if what have these walls seen? You yeah, know? and that's that's the brilliant part about football. Yeah, how I mean, many losses have been? <laughs> uh, yeah, jeez, <laughs> historically, huh? Man, but yeah. uh gonna be a good game i'll be pulling for fulham i wouldn't be mad if Leeds won i like both of these teams so yeah yeah exactly uh, yeah respect yeah so um is it really a, an upset though if fulham wins just by the table but in terms of quality i think these teams are pretty equal and it's pretty it would be pretty cool to see two teams that just promoted uh you know stay in the league so i like both of these guys all right, so moving on from that, Brighton uh, hosting Newcastle. That's a good one. Uh, it's a it's got a, a relegation implications to it. That's pretty much it. I'm not necessarily uh, interested in this match. But uh, Gray- I'll take Brighton. I'll take Brighton. Graham Potter's men. Yeah, I don't know one one zero. Uh, Trossard. Sure. All right. Mope. Get in there. Fuck this guy. Oh, shit. Uh, Tottenham, uh, Southampton is postponed. Oh, yeah. COVID outbreak. Really? Nah, I'm just clowning. Yeah. I think uh, Tottenham's just scared of, the, scared of the smoke, if I'm honest. 
Oh, well, Tottenham play on Thursday, right? Ah, con razón. Yeah. Is that it? It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be it. Yeah. Okay. Sunday. Sunday. So when they scheduled the... When they scheduled the season, did the schedulers not think that uh, Tottenham was going to make it that far in Europa? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, as Roy Keane would say, it's in the DNA. <laughs> yeah. Um, next match. Oh, another London derby. London. West Ham hosting London, Arsenal. London, London. Yeah. Come on, you hammers. Now, you know, the thing is you can't bring, you know... Can't bring a butter knife or a hammer in this case to a fist fight or to a gunslinging fight with the Gunners. Truthfully, I think the Gunners are gonna win. They're in too good of of, of form right now. Yeah, and uh, West Ham's having a slight dip, I guess now. Yeah, but we also have to remember that Arsenal do play Europe on Thursday night. Yeah, City did break them though. Ever since they just we just broke them, G. Yeah, we struggled in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but uh, yeah, I'll take Arsenal. Uh, still. Arsenal, yeah, I I like Arsenal for uh, I like it for a three-two match. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a two-one myself. Okay. Goals from uh, Saka. Goal from El Neni, who's been playing decent lately. The Pyramid Pirlo. Yeah, Mohamed El Sideways, <laughs> and uh, well. For for West Ham, why not uh, Mikel Antonio? Sure, not bad, not Good bad. Player. Yeah, Joao Fiali. Oh, so they moved the Tottenham match to uh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. And they play against Aston Villa. Oh man! Come on, you villains! <laughs> nah, man, I think Spurs should win this, huh? Yeah, Spurs. I'll what take if Spurs. what if the Europa legs get to them? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> um, 2-0 Spurs Nice, nice I'll take a 1-0 Spurs Bell, Harry Kane Easy as you Another assist for Harry Kane So he can hit 20 I hope so Sheesh Yeah, good luck with that Alright, so that's the uh, Oh, I think there's a I think there's FA Cup going on There is, yeah, there is uh, This do we, weekend Do we care? We, yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. We could get, we could go through it. Yeah, we could fuck with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, English FA Cup. Uh, fuck now. Bournemouth versus Southampton. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Bournemouth. For the upset. For the upset, one to zero. Yeah, I mean, like as as my guy, the game said, hate it or love it, underdogs on top. <laughs> I'll take Bournemouth until my heart stops. <laughs> Sheesh. Upset, upset alert. Southampton's playing kind of poop lately, so yeah, <laughs> I'll give it to Bournemouth, man. No problems there, buddy. And well, they're ma- just gonna want it more, I think. Yeah, it has. It's the magic, man. Like, for if if Southampton loses, it's not it's not a big deal. If if Bournemouth advances, it's there. It's what something they could brag about for a few years, you know. Easy as that, but uh. Yeah, they're in seventh in the championship. Yeah, that's all they got going for them this season. Yeah, just to beat a pr- Premier League team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next match, uh, Everton City. Uh, I'll take City, man. I'm sorry, mate. No Champions League for us. I mean, we did play Champions League, but we played on Tuesday. 
we have a good re- good rest, you know, five days, I think we can beat Everton. Oh, man. I mean, Everton can beat us, too, you know, but I just think... I think, okay, okay I, I'll take City, but I see penalties. Fuck. Yeah. Well, then, in that case, just give it to Everton. <laughs> City players can't hit penalties <laughs> to save their life. I'll take City, though. Uh, smart, man. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, how are we going to get the quad? <laughs> Sheesh, we need that. Big, big deal. All yeah. right, next game, she- uh, Sheffield versus Chelsea. That's easy, man. Chelsea all the way. Come on, you blues. You think so? Yeah. Sorry, man. Sheffield is buns. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't. Ah. <laughs> 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 nah, Christian Chelsea. Chelsea Brace. Chelsea, uh, Mason Mount gets in there. Ah, Timo Mount. Werner Love me some gets Mason in there. Yeah. Hakim Ziyech gets in there. Christian Pulisic gets in there. Reese James gets in there. Uh, Aspicuilita gets in, in there. there. Marcos Alonso. I'm just ah, kidding, man. <laughs> um, no, but I see an ass whooping, man. Yeah. There's no way. Totally. Unless Chelsea decides to go. Chelsea. Yeah, no, I don't. Nah, bro. Like, yeah. If they if 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 Chelsea is giving Atletico the work in a cup match, uh, well, they didn't give them the work. Whoa. I don't, I don't know. know. I think I think Atletico <laughs> did grab their ankles. A little. Well, Atletico could have done a lot better. But we'll, 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 we'll touch we'll, on yeah, that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but you got um, your Wahoo out, man. You gotta, I know. You got to, uh, you know. Uh, I'm trying anyway. to skip the foreplay. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Um, next match, the, and this is my favorite match of the of the FA Cup weekend thrill. Uh, Leicester yeah. versus United, two teams that are like neck and neck in the league. United with the advantage, but um, wow, great game! I'm actually looking forward to watching that one. Might be match of the weekend for me. Yeah, yeah, it's good uh, in terms of English football. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a tough one. It is, man. I don't like it. I'll give it to United, though. And the reason why is just because they have a complete team right now. Uh, Leicester still has a lot of question marks, you know, missing uh, Madison, Harvey Barnes, uh, Justin James. I think United, in a chance to to win silverware, they're going to do their business. I think they'll advance. I don't know if they'll win the whole thing, but I think they're they're favorites to make it to the final. So, yeah, I'll give it to United. Okay. Yeah, I'll take United, too. 3-1. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take a one nil United. Okay. Fair enough. Um Okay, yeah, so we'll so that moves on from the English football premier premier FA Cup uh weekend. And then we can talk about uh La Liga. Well there was a game today? Yeah, Sevilla versus Elche was it? Oh man, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you, but I was like, uh, I'm sure you're more of a Champions League guy. Uh, I can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's start off with uh, March 12th again. Um, Levante hosting Valencia. Levante giving them the work, 1-0. Yeah, Levante. Um, uh, your guy, uh, Roger Marti. Marti, el Marticio. Well, que jugadorazo, un pepazo, pero uno de los buenos, tío. <laughs> Y Valencia, que bueno, anda valiendo. <laughs> Por no decir la palabra, porque. Well, yeah, not much to say though, man. It's. You know, it's Valencia. I feel like Valencia shows up against the bigger teams and shit, like, just shit houses it against 
these randoms, you know? Yeah, so they're, like, fortunate to yeah. win some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. They're, they're There's basic... so much more of that in La Liga than there is in the Prem, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I was. It's funny, because I was going to say Valencia is, like, they remind me a lot of Newcastle this season. Like, just, like, they'll win a few, they'll lose a few, but sure, overall, yeah. it's just a pretty shit team. Hey, apart from my boy, Carlos Soler. <laughs> and you said, uh, Eunice Musa. Yeah, that's right, who just actually confirmed he's going to be playing for the U.S. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean, who else was he? Uh, uh, well, he was uh, in for a few teams, right? England, uh, predominantly England. <clears throat> yeah, good luck getting that team, pal. Uh, now, I don't think it's because he feels uh, very patriotic for the U.S. Well, he was born here. Yeah. But honestly, he has a British accent. I mean, when when a player like Mason Mount exists on England, I mean, guys like him don't stand. <laughs> ah, she, sorry, man. Speaking of him, not much to do today in the champs, huh? Uh, we'll touch on that later. Well, he didn't play. Yeah. Why is that? Was he suspended? No, I think he's just trying to save his legs for the prem. Maybe uh, I don't know. Suppose it. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on from Levante versus Valencia, uh, Alavez versus Cadiz. That's a one-one. Uh, Two penalties. Yeah. Not really much, much else to say there. No, no, pretty standard result. Uh, Real Madrid versus Elche. Two-one. Two-to-one. Kareem the Dream. Kareem Benzema, big Benz. What Sh- a player. Yeah, man, he just has a. He just has a tendency for showing up in the big moments. And I think as a striker, that's all you can ask, you know. Um, the second goal, I mean, the way he caught it there, you know, right side of the netting. Just, yeah, top-class striker. And that's that's what you want, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the way uh, that, uh, that Madrid came out in the first half. Well, I, I feel like uh, Zidane was experimenting a little bit. With the lineup, maybe he was trying something out uh, for Champions Champions League. Yeah. Uh, but then in the second half, he's like, all right, all right, all right. Gotta get, we got to get our shit together. Conceded one, but brought in uh, Modric, uh, Kroos, and uh, really made made the difference. Those guys, I don't know, they're still they're still some of the best midfielders in the world. Totally, I think. Um... When you have a a creative midfield like that, the chances almost come in in bunches for mm-hmm. players like Kareem. Yeah. And the difference between Kareem and most strikers is that he'll punish you on on a half chance and uh, lucky for them. One. Yeah, he can create one on his own too. So, yeah, I mean, he's got to be the MVP MVP of the season for for Madrid. For Madrid, you know, he's just been there, you know, through it all, and above all, stayed healthy. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah, that's important. I think he's only missed like a game or two. Yeah, and, and uh, it was probably just to go on a binge with a bunch of, of the finest women <laughs> of ill rep. Nah, just kidding, man. <laughs> but yeah, great, great game, uh, Benzema. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I was worried though, man. Oh yeah, I yeah. Was worried. Well, you know, there's certain teams that step up to Madrid and are like, all right, we're gonna fight tooth and nail to get a point and you know Elche was one of those teams they got a, a nice little set piece header yeah where Varan unfortunately fell asleep on yeah well it's ever since he switched to Puma huh he's just <laughs> yeah something about that he's not been confident with his steps uh, might be time to get the Nikes back on 
Um, oh, there was a point I wanted to make about that game too, but I don't really remember. I like the interplay between Benz and uh, Rodrigo for the goal. Rodrigo. The winner. What yeah. a volley. Uh, but yeah, we get the three points and uh, just kind of try to stay on a Barcelona and Atletico's ass. Not sure if it's going to pan out the way we want to, but uh, hey, we gave it a try, right? Yeah, and that's all you can <laughs> hang your hat on. As the, the defending day. champs, god damn it. Um, next match. Hey, uh, better title defense than Liverpool. Uh, man, has there been a worse title defense? Nah. That I can think of. Even Leicester didn't fall that bad. You know? <sighs> well, didn't they get eliminated in the group stage in champs? Yeah, but... You know, I don't know. In terms of the league, though, they they at least still remained in Europe. You know, Liverpool are not even going to do that by the looks of it, unless they get their act together, which is uh, possible. I, I, f- I feel like they're going to just pull some bullshit off. Sheesh. I don't know. Well, I still worry about them. I, I wouldn't like, count them out. <laughs> they keep you up at night. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, fuck. Liverpool just might put Jurgen Klopp, man. He might just rally the troops. What a baller. And then Chelsea sucks. Jeez. Chelsea. <laughs> no, Tuchel's doing great. Um, uh, he's doing the goods. Yeah. All right, moving on. Otasuna versus uh, Valladolid. Yeah, boring, boring. Nil, nil. nil Goose nil. eggs. Goose eggs. Yeah. Man. Uh, following match, Hetafe versus Atletico. I think we called this that uh, Hetafe were going to shithouse a, a... Well, I think I predicted a win. But, uh, well, they won themselves a draw. Yeah, that's something, you know. Um, chipping away at Atleti's lead in the league. Yeah, it would have been you know that's what makes that Benzema goal so important because you know without that it would have been obviously further apart. Mm-hmm. So those are valuable points for them and valuable points dropped there by Atleti. Yeah, they're actually kind of hitting a cold streak. I'm not gonna lie, they've been you like you predicted as well. I thought they were gonna fix their their problems, but they've only been worse since. You know, I, it's kind of snowballing. I think they're at. Um... One win in the last like six games or so, in yeah. The league, which is like shambolic. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's the league leader. It's crazy to yeah, think, and right? they're still comfortable with I think a four point lead. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say comfortable, but yeah, four points. Um, it, it is concerning. It's not like their schedule is going to get any easier. Uh, I I will say though that they they manhandled Hitafe how they only ended up well how they ended up with zero goals scored that's crazy that's there was a a few shots that I was certain were gonna go in that didn't go in or right. that the keeper blocked that the post grew two inches on I don't know man but uh, they they still weren't able to put it together. Nah, man. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like teams have have realized how to defend Atletico and, and the deep block against them. Like they don't they don't have any creativity. And that was that was one of the things that uh that uh was was concerning was that they were just kind of trying to hoof it up. A lot of crosses. Yeah. Too many of that. Too much of that. They rely on it. That's the thing. And. I mean, like against, you know, some teams that play very attacking football, you can catch them slipping. But if a team knows how to defend you, you know, it's very much like Spurs, you know. If you know how to defend them, you can, you know, 
hamper that attack quite that, easily. And that's the thing with those really those teams that are really good defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you play them the way they play, yeah. If you give them a taste of their own medicine, they struggle to adapt mm-hmm. as well. So and well, Atletico is not really like that creative to begin with. No, yeah. Well, you have Carrasco. I don't know if he played though. Do he play? I don't remember actually. And I don't know if Joao Felix even started that one either. I don't know. They they were. They should they, still be beating them though. They be should sure. be beating Hatafe very comfortably. Oh, and Hatafe by the way had a red card. Yeah, like late in the second, right? Not even, like midway through. Oh, really? Uh, the 70th minute. Oh, okay. There was plenty of time for, for Atletico to get their shit together. Yeah, Joao Felix was a sub. I don't know. Why I, would you do that? I guess he really had hopes that he was going to do the goods in the champs or something. Yeah, something. But he's not even like a shoe-in starter for, for Atletico, is he? Who Joao Felix? Yeah. No, he he is. He's but, a starter, but like but not always. Not always. Yeah, he's he's droppable for sure. He's not like Llorente or, or you know Suarez uh, or Suarez or even Correa, who who features probably more consistently. Uh, man, that uh, dude, that dude's fallen off pretty badly the last two months or so. Is he like a Leeds United level player? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. He's not starting Atletico level player, not not in my eyes. Sheesh. He's he's a decent player to like link up and to create little passes. Like he's really good at that, at finding little spaces for to give you the ball. Yeah. But other than that, I don't maybe finishing a tap in? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't really have faith in that guy. He's just a glorified uh Iozzi Perez? Yeah. Sheesh. He's just like hiding in there. He's like, <laughs> he's a little get a little tap in here, little little goomba. Like, yeah. did I do good, Suarez? Did I do good? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Did I? Did Did you like that, Simeone? Gee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for real, he he does look like he can feature in an episode of like Beavis and Butthead <laughs> with the little face he has. But yeah, anywho, big drop points, big big, and a pretty bad run of form for Atletico. Yes, it's the start of a shitty week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, Celta Vigo versus Athletic Bilbao. A uh, nil-nil. Nil-nil. Uh, both teams have actually been pretty good lately. Yeah. But for some reason, both couldn't get anything going. Bueno, vamos a jugar. Uh, Granada beat Sociedad. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. That was a that was an upset for me. I, I had Sociedad winning, but, uh, yeah. you know, Granada are capable um, yeah, know, they're nice players. I, I, it's not like it's yeah. like stupid. And they've shown in, in the Europa League too that they're a factor. Wow, Sociedad is way far off from fourth place. Ah, uh, sorry about that, man. I know you're a big Oyarzabal guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's see here. Um, Eibar hosting Villarreal three to one. It's like the only game where there was like a considerable amount of goals for yeah. the weekend. Um, yeah, eight, three to one. Avar, are they gonna get relegated? I hope. No, I don't hope that. I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. But I, I, I just lo- love their stadium. Yeah, man. that's like the main thing. I, I always love watching the games, and I'm like, damn, that's the Iropua. Yeah, yeah. That, that, but uh, they're in the Basque country, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're going down, man. Uh, 
It's going down for real. It's going down, down, baby. But, 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 Yeah, Sevilla hosting Betis. El Derby Sevillano. Bueno. Yusuf and Nazeri, huh? Again. Yeah. Like clockwork. Like clockwork, man. Big result for them against a decent Betis team who's kind of picking up steam uh, in the last few months. But, um, yeah, good result for Sevilla. Yeah, uh, Sevilla who stopped like an 8 or 9 or 12 game shit streak, finally get a win. And uh, Betis, who had been on a decent little run of form, uh, drop points. Hey, it's no shame to losing to third place or fourth place of the league. Yeah, a Champions League caliber squad. Champions League caliber, Europa League legend team. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it... It is what it is for Betis. Uh, Monday, March 15th. Barcelona versus Huesca. Wow. That's a beaten. It's a puto genio, Messi. Dos pepazos. Two nice little goals for Messi. Um, damn. Rudiger bodied Suarez. How's that not a That's a, a foul, though, dude. You can't come from behind. I will say that the, the ref... Was leaning a little bit towards Chelsea today. Well, guess who was at home? Yeah. And uh, let's not let it go unnoticed, but uh, what language do uh, Atletico speak? Yeah, Spanish. Uh, well, Suarez feels a contact, man, and he goes down. Yeah. Like, you're a big boy, Suarez. Lean into him. <laughs> he can nutmeg a mermaid, right? Sheesh. Fuck out of here. Damn, dude. He's... Yeah, he got shut down. Um, but, um, yeah, a good result for Barca. Huesca, uh, man. I guess this would be a good moment to highlight their, their little uh, arts and crafts project they do every week. <laughs> uh, they make a... Well, you, you got the scoop on that. So, Huesca has this little tradition of uh, paying homage to the opposing team uh, on the by by means of the captain's armband. Uh and it was more notable this week because it was very uh, it was very well thought out for Barcelona. But the captain's armband for West Guy has like something commemorating like part of the history of the opposing club. Right. Whether it's you know their culture, some piece of architecture, a player legend. For example, uh, the when they played against Real Madrid, it was a it was two yellow arrows. Um, for those that don't know. Uh, the Stefano the Blondero. Oh, okay, yeah. Which was kind of cool, but it's kind of like a... Like, compared to the one that they did for Barcelona, which was, like, it paid homage to their to their architecture, to their art, to yeah. Messi, to the uh, to the club badge. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. It had the little... Uh, the, yeah, the red yeah. And so white, there was a lot like... to it. And, well, it turns out that, uh, that uh, Wesca's uh, founders or owner or whatever it is, original owners... Yeah, somebody that has to do with Wesca, like a someone in their history, was actually a Barcelona fan. <laughs> so yeah, that's why they went all out for that one. Jeez. But there's a lot of really cool ones. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool little uh, a, unique tradition they have. I think uh, the one for Valladolid was really cool. Um, I want to say the one for Betis too. But yeah, you, do you think the one if they ever played Cadiz, it would be just like rails of coke? Sheesh, that'd be sick. And and alcohol. Yeah. 
Which is funny, man, because one of Cadiz's all-time greatest players was a Salvadorian player, Magico Gonzalez. Oh, I meant to say Ibiza, my bad. Oh, you t- oh, talking about Ibiza. Yeah, yeah I right. meant to say Ibiza, my bad. Yeah, I don't know why uh, I said Cadiz. But yeah, th- this had the tendency for being a party animal when he oh, was yeah? in Spain and Cadiz, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but for Ibiza, yeah, you'd have to, neon signs, things like that. <laughs> yeah. A martini. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, but no, that's pretty cool, man. I didn't yeah. know that until you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. But anyway, they gave up the cheeks to, uh, yeah, to Barcelona and uh, Griezmann. Uh, like I said, uh, Barcelona loves those teams. Yeah, those teams grab their ankles against Barcelona, but to Madrid, Sevilla, oh yeah, you best believe they're giving. Best believe they're giving, all their heart and soul into those matches. Uh, but anyway, four to one. And Messi and uh, Griezmann scored the same goal, which was a banger from about <laughs> fucking yeah. 20 yards out. It's like they're playing horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four to one. And then this today, March 17th, uh, Sevilla uh, beat Elche. Yes, sir. A little... Was that the third time they played? I believe so. I think they saw each other in, in Cup play as well oh oh that's what it was um yeah but they've played twice in the obviously in the league and then i think they played a few more because they played like back to back didn't they yeah let me see here this this has got me fucked up <laughs> wait a second oh no they didn't i don't know i don't really remember Probably thinking of another team, but anyway, yeah, they beat uh, they beat Sevilla a couple weeks ago, and then Sevilla got the revenge, uh, two to zero. Enazeri, yes sir, on on the board again, one of the leading uh, scorers of the season. Yeah, and uh, Sevilla sit at fifty four points in fourth place. Damn, right behind Madrid. It's pretty uh, pretty tied up to top. So a preview for the upcoming match week: uh, Betis for Levante. Betis hosting Levante. Um, I'll take Betis on that one. Yeah, I'll take Betis as well. Two to zero. Yes, sir. Two nil. Fakir and Sergio Canales. Minus. Oh, whoa. And Athletic hosting Abar. Uh, I'll take Bilbao. One to zero. Shoot. Not really dominating teams like that in terms yeah. of scoring. I'll take a draw. I'll take a one-one draw. And then uh, Celta Vigo hosting Real Madrid. That's a good one, man. Celta always show up against Madrid. I'll take. Uh, I want to say Madrid will win, but I'll, it's gonna be a close one. I think I'll take a two-two draw. Two-two draw for. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, Celta always give them. I think it's gonna be very similar to last match, um, but you know, obviously Real Madrid will probably create more. But I think um, Celta, when with the minimal chances they do get, they they are pretty clinical. Uh, Santi Mina in a good moment. Nolito. I don't know. They have they have weapons, you know. But sh- you know, if Raúl really wants to establish themselves as title contenders, they gotta win all of these, you know. So it's a lot on the line there, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Madrid need to win this. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, I mean, just Madrid gotta win every game. If there's any hope for. Uh... Winning the title, you have to win. Especially against Celta, who, you know, they're not a terrible team by any means, but uh, we should be getting the better of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Especially being 20 points above them. 23 points. Good lord. Um, I don't know. 2-0. Big Benz and uh, Vinicius. Man. Who's going to contain Nolito? I don't know. You let that guy take care of himself. You're like, I ain't worried about about that motherfucker. Whoa. I will say, man, and I didn't, I didn't mention this. Um, the last match that, uh, that Hazard played, uh, against, uh, was it Wesca or Elche? Elche. Hazard comes in as a sub, maybe the last 15, 10 minutes. Uh, good enough to get him a psoas muscle injury for four to six weeks. How about that? Sometimes you can't rush greatness, man. <laughs> I've come to find out with my guy Pulisic, and it seems that they're cut from the same cloth. There's a lot of talented players who Aguero, another one who just they can't help but get injured every fucking other week, you know. And Hazard is that guy, unfortunately. I guess the silver lining that you mentioned is that's a different muscle group now, a different body part. But man, not promising at all from from your uh, you know big signing from feels like ages ago now. Yeah, it feels like we've just been dealing with this shit nonstop. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, we're going on almost two years now. Yeah. We got him in what July of two thousand nineteen. July or August of two thousand nineteen. Yeah. We're in March, mid March. Um, yeah, just a couple more months, and uh, it's gonna be two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so fucking annoyed. It's it's annoying to see him one. And you know what the motherfucker does? The the same day or later on, I don't even remember, but he posts pictures of him playing, and you would think he had this bomb ass game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he, like all these nice touches, and like he's like looking, and you can see him looking like he's sprinting. Yeah. All the while, you know when he was posting that shit. All the while, you know when he posted that his fucking leg was like wrapped up in ice, knowing that he you know strained whatever muscle it was. Yeah. Son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> like most players will be gutted and just like stay off of media for a while. He's like, ah, let me just make sure I get this for the ground. Oh, the photographer gave. Oh, they. they that's a good pick. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'll take a. I'll take Madrid for for a two zero. Wesca hosting Osasuna. I'll take. Uh, oh my God, dude, shit. that's a stinker. That's, that's a one one. Yeah, one one draw. Yeah, um, Valladolid hosting. Sevilla. Sevilla, vamos. Let's, let's go, Sevilla. Yeah, let's go. 3-1. Yes, sir. Getafe versus Elche. Sheesh, that's a good one. Uh, Getafe. I'll take Getafe, yeah. I'll take a goal from... Fuck, man. I'll take Neom for a goal. Not too many guys there I can think of, truthfully. but. What about Takefusa Kubo? Super sub. That'd be nice. I want to see more of him, man. I, I feel like at this point, he needs to go somewhere else, bro. Man, for that uh, for that Barcelona match? Or no, the Atletico match? Yeah. Uh, it was stoppage time. Maybe like 93, 94 minutes. And the ball wasn't coming off. And the coach was getting him ready for a sub. Like, for real? Yeah, that was the point. Fuck. Fuck out of here. Imagine being that kid and you're just kind of standing there like... I'm literally going to walk on, and that's it. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I'll take Getafe, 1-0, whatever. Valencia uh, hosting Granada. Oh, well, that's a good match. Yeah, I'll take a 2-2 draw. Not bad, not bad. I'll take that too. I'll take that. Uh, Villarreal hosting Cadiz. I'll take... Uh, you know what? I'll take another 2-2 draw. Fair, I'll take a draw as well. Atletico hosting Alavez. You know what I'm going to say. Vamos, Atleti. Oh, he's wearing the Griezmann shirt. Que ahorita, ahorita es cuando tenemos que levantar y agarrar el título. They're out of the champions. It's time to just hamper down. I don't care if you shithouse it. You got to get the results. You know? Damn don't, it, oh, don't let that be Madrid because Oblak is blocking that. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking hell. I know, yeah. I was kind of heated. Oblak didn't block that, man. But anyways, yeah. I'll take Atletico for the win. 2-1. Okay. I I don't really see a, a, a reality where Atletico is not beating uh, Alaves. Alaves. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Sociedad hosting Barcelona. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, I want to see Barcelona get four past fucking Sociedad. Yeah. I want to see it, and oh, they're not wow. going to. I no, no, I don't think they are either. I, I have, I have a draw. I have, yeah. a, I have a, a like a one-one draw. I, I just don't, like you said, like I think against the lower teams, Barca ball out, but against a team like this, yeah. they're defensively just atrocious, man. Like a team with talent like Sociedad is gonna find a way to. A score. team that puts them on their heels. Yeah. Like they don't know how to react. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, man, I'll take them. And their left side is very good. With Oyar Sabal and uh, uh, Alexander Isak. Yeah. Uh, and the the right side of Barcelona's defense and midfield, to be honest, aren't that great. Yeah. They're great. I mean, like, in terms of attack, Dest is amazing. But, yeah. But, you know, that the center-back partnerships make it hard for anybody to have a good defensive game there, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I don't think Barcelona will win. I think they'll draw. I'll take... Uh, I'll take 1-0, Sociedad. Sheesh. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's the preview for the upcoming match week. And then... Uh, Want to talk some Champions League? Let's do it. All right. Uh, so, starting with the Champions League, we'll start with... Manchester City hosting Mönchengladbach. Not necessarily hosting because they had to play in a neutral venue. Yes. Uh, but officially, City was designated as the home team. Um, you, you guys munched and you were glad they were back. Yeah, we munched. Uh, we munched and we went to go play in Hungary. Get it? You know, Budapest, Hungary. Ah. And that's what a play on words, kids. We uh, we went there and we conquered like it was Rome. Listen, game was two nil. It could have been four five nil. I Should thought have been City were four being, five nil. Yeah, easily. Um, but yeah, man, I think it was as as most people predicted. But like as a City fan, there's always that doubt, that self doubt, and it'll that it'll always exist until we win it. Well, just the simple fact that you guys are bottling chances that you're supposed to have, it's concerning. It it it, it always it should is. have been honestly. 
a, a fair reflection of that match would have been like 6-0. Yeah, surely, surely. I agree. That's always been a question mark with City, man, for, for ages. And you look at all the best teams in history that have won the Champions League, especially, you know, your Real Madrid, your Barcelonas. That front three was clinical, man. I mean fucking clinical. Like, they're not going to pass up a half chance that Sterling and, and Gabriel Jesus constantly give up. And that's the biggest problem with City. And I think that's what hampers them in cup competitions. But moving over from that, I think they played a fabulous game. I thought... Uh, yeah, oh no, they they very, very much dominated the just match. Just had their way. And yeah. and the strike by De Bruyne was, was just top drawer. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah weak yeah. foot, you know. I, I always struggle to believe like, that the left is his weak foot, you know. Uh, yeah, running away from the goal. I'm yeah, it was just a nice, a nice strike. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck stopping that. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's a tough one. But City just did what they did, uh, and it feels like Mönchengladbach. I mean, I'm sure they were trying, but good lord, they had nothing to show. Yeah. I mean, they had like maybe like one or two counters that that could have ended it with something, but nothing that was seriously like, ah, oh, shit, man, these guys are gonna give us a hard time. Yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, like I think you mentioned this during half of the way through the game too. We were watching it, obviously, you know, uh, right next to each other. But uh, you said, "Is is Ruben Diaz even playing?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro, he's he's in," but he had <laughs> so little to do with the defense. Yeah, that, yeah, and Ederson as well. Like he was just chilling back there. It's just. One of the problems with City, if you're a defender, you're not going to get that much participation. Some defenders love to be tested constantly. I think of Sergio Ramos, Diego Godin, players that are constantly making stops. Yeah, That's what they love to do. Yeah. If you're going to be a center back for City, you have to be prepared or even a keeper prepared to not see the ball or even like legit play for like 20 minutes sometimes. Depending on who you're playing. Obviously, yeah. good teams, it's going to be different. But yeah. but it felt like that, man. It felt like City were playing like a Southampton. Had their way through and through. And yeah, they advanced as predicted. So yeah, no, no big surprise there. Yeah, that that's... that will. I mean, City, again, are one of the favorites to to um, at least make the final. Um, but yeah, I... Munch and Gladbach, kind of a shame. But the, there's some... Thing going on with the manager though, Marco Rose, he's managing. Well, I guess it came out that he's gonna move to Dortmund now. Yeah, th- this this information came out about maybe like two weeks ago. Um, and at first it was actually speculation and rumors. So you gotta understand, in the past two years, he's elevated Borussia Mönchengladbach to the best level they've reached in uh, like more than a decade. It's, it's important we say that. Now during this time, Dortmund is going through their turbulence as well with management. Haven't been able to really take advantage of a very talented squad. One of the most talented in Europe. So, whatever. You know, they need a manager. Marco Rose was appointed like, hey, man, like, come through, Coach Dortmund. And think about it. Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Those are rivals. They don't get along. So, he made that hop seamlessly. And fans and I feel like the players for for Mönchengladbach haven't responded well. And I think that's why when people would tell me, well, you're not worried about BMG. I'm like, nah, man. Like they're going through this turbulence. This is, this yeah. is cake. Man. Well, that well, yeah. After the fact that City are just yeah better well, than most it. teams, right? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Gladbach's own bullshit is. It's tough. Uh, it's, it's a recipe hate, for disaster. Yeah, you hate to see that honestly because mm-hmm. they were a good team, man. They were, yeah. Last season they were pretty good. Yeah, 
Um, they have like young talent too. They gave uh, they gave uh, Real Madrid a, a really tough time in the group stage. Yeah, yeah, they did. I I, for, you, I forget about that, man. Mm-hmm. That feels like so long ago, but. Yeah. Yeah, it feels testament. like last season. Yeah, I was thinking much. about like holy, hold on, that that's that that was this year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, city just. I mean, what else can you say, man? It's not not much else to say. And then uh, uh, the next match was Real Madrid uh, hosting Atalanta, um, which was one that a lot of people were iffy on. I wasn't too concerned, to be honest with you. Yeah, and uh, well, one Atalanta aren't very deep. Yeah, and two, as far as quality goes, Real Madrid still got it. I think what Real Madrid, as good as well managed as uh, Atalanta is, and has been, uh, Zidane has the familiarity with the players. We have the the midfield uh, on lock. Yeah, the fam- the players have familiarity with the tournament yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. They've won it. Um, you know, they've been there. You know, they they're able to respond in in and. In the big moments, which is why I would put Real Madrid in the top four of teams, not not because of uh, you know being on this dominant run of form, just being able to handle the moment right now. Yeah, and, you can uh, make a case for sure. Yeah, I think that I think that's important, especially it's, now with and Ramos back too. With Ramos, with, back, with Ramos back, and these times where you don't have the crowd to support you, um, so. I mean, Real Madrid handled business as they should have. I mean, there was a a, a giveaway from the keeper. Two goals from uh, from Benz. This guy, man, got one in the ass. Yeah, Suarez, man, he he does make the most out of every little thing. Yeah, I know he's. Oh no, Benz <laughs> didn't get two goals. My bad. It was a uh, he got the first one. Second one was Ramos, no? Ramos, a uh, penalty, and then Asensio, like right after. Uh, Luis Muriel, who, by the way, had an amazing strike. I think he's uh, Atalanta's best player uh, ever since Papu left. He's the guy. Anyway. Better than Ilicic? Yeah. I think Ilicic is uh, oh Ilicic is almost on par with him. I like Zapata, player. too, though. Zapata, Duan Zapata is, is good. And Darun is, is turning a lot of heads in Europe. Yeah. Rumored to City. City he's good. Even. I hope not. I don't I don't want him. But, uh, you know, a, a good players in there. But I, for me, I like Luis Muriel. Not only for his set pieces, but he just scores a lot of goals flat out. Like he's a big, he's a big dude that's skilled. He's like a, a more skilled like Salomon Rondon, if you remember him, or, um, you know, some of these South American players that yeah, just yeah, yeah. were missing that little, that little consistency. And I think he might be one of the best ones uh, since Jackson Martinez, if you remember him. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, good result for for Real Madrid too for the amount the amount of goals they scored too against a full eleven this time. So it kind of just puts out all that doubt about oh well, who are they against ten men? Who are they against eleven? I think they did well, you know, to uh, to not only to win the game but also to pay uh, you know uh, Zidane back for everything he's done for the team. I think with all the questions right now in terms of the media. Like, oh, you know, is, is Zidane is out or is he going to get sacked? Like, I think uh, there's an extra motivation from the players to win for the manager right now. I think they they, yeah. they really have an affection for him. And I think that alone makes them a, a top four team and a threat to any team that faces him in the next round. He doesn't seem to be an unreasonable manager either. No, like, no. Whatever happened with him and Bale, like, I wish I knew exactly what transpired. 
yeah, obviously like, we can see that there's like maybe like, an attitude problem yeah if you could um, be on a bro level with them and then like you have a casual drink with them you're like hey bro so whatever happened with bill man like you wish yeah, like, you could just get to your the homeboy like it's a, like yeah. his ex-girlfriend or something yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah like if you could get the inside scoop like yeah. that it would be it would be you could probably write a novel off of it for it to affect it that much yeah i've never seen a player react that bad with zidane man truthfully that's the only instance i i can think of I don't know if, if it ever happened with Ronaldo or, no, or anybody I else. Mean, Zidane is... He's a legend as Yeah, he's is. a legend. He's the guy. You're yeah. not going to disrespect him. You're not going to look down on him for his playing ability, for his accomplishments. <laughs> the guy he won a fucking be. World Cup. The guy yeah. won Ballon d'Or. Legend of the game. <laughs> yeah. There's no one that's going to say, oh, Zidane's overrated. No, yeah, Whoever says that, you're you're completely and utterly full of shit. It's funny, man. It's that guy's funny. top five ever. Yeah, because you know, okay, uh, Guardiola is a fabulous manager, but players on the on his teams currently and in the past can shit on him. They'll yeah. be like, "Bro, who the fuck are you? You're like a six that nobody's gonna remember. <laughs> they remember you because of your managerial career. Yeah, he's a genius. But I'm just saying, like." You can't say shit to me. Not many players could tell Zidane that. Like, yeah. Be like, bro, my touch is better. Uh, no, no, probably not, G. How many? Yeah, exactly. It's he's, like, like, he's like, let me show you how to do this. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to tell you just to do it better. He's yeah. going to show you. Because you know there's people that train so hard to learn something without ever being able to even do it. Like professors. But when you once you learn it from the guy that actually does it, like I really did this shit. I really won the World Cup. Like you said, I, I won all this. Let me let me show you the way. Should have won two World Cups, by the way. Yeah, if it wasn't for some racism. Yeah, <laughs> that shit wouldn't fly today. I'll tell you. Oh what. no, he'd be murdered. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, um, you're right. The the players do look like they want to play for him, and uh, you know, re- they reacted in the proper way. It's our yeah. tournament, lads. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's it's really hard to discount them. I was having my doubts with Madrid too. I'm not even gonna lie. I had, I think I had predicted an exit for them even. Uh, yeah, you you took uh, Atalanta. Mm-hmm. So like honestly, like this response to me just leads me to believe that, you know, Real Madrid are ready to go at it with anybody. And, and there are players that have shown up, that maybe before were overlooked. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you have Benz. Modric was uh, officially man of the match. Uh, Kroos, fucking. He's never going to get man of the match. He's never going to get player of the year, but... I he mean, just does his job he's well. So, he's so nice that he's almost invisible. But what he does is is immense for the team. But um, beyond those guys that are always going to put in a shift, uh, Nacho, I haven't really heard too much talk about him. He played a fucking great match. He's a guy that you can kind of slot anywhere in the in the back, whether it's like a defensive midfield role or a center or a left or right back. He's gonna do. He's gonna do his job. And he's gonna do it well, um, at least uh, competently. Yeah. And he's got great technique and uh, passing ability. Um, Lucas Vasquez, probably his best season in a Madrid shirt this year. Yeah. Um, he's reliable. Yeah, and obviously Ramos Courtois has been amazing in the in between the posts. So yeah, I, I, although we do have our concerns with the with attacking and goal scoring. You know, the rest isn't really something I'm really worried about. Um, but yeah, 3-1, to one, Real Madrid beats Atalanta. And uh, we move on to the quarterfinals. Yes, sir. And then today, Bayern Munich uh, versus Lazio. This game was more of a formality. Yeah, most uh, predictable match of the 
of the draws. Yeah, um, I mean, Bayern Munich is a be- better team, like all across the board. I don't know if there's anyone in Lazio's team that makes the starting eleven for Bayern. Nah, nah. <laughs> I was gonna say Chiro Immobile is is a worthy contender, but Lewandowski is still clear. Oh, but by by a few levels. You know, I I really like Chiro Immobile a lot, I know, but he's yeah. had a bad season, so I, I I have to agree. But I do feel that you know, especially last season when he was in his top form, I think he was much closer. But but yeah, nobody nobody even competes uh, from Lazio, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Bayern are just that good. And, you know, you expect that from them. And you just can't wait to see who they face next. You know, and then that's crazy because it, it also, from season to season, you know, it's like things can change so much. Like, the only reason why Lazio are there is because of how they did, how well they did last season. Yeah. And then this season is like, okay, they're showing us their true colors of what they really are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're not competing like nah. all that great. They're even not, in the league, even know? in the league, they're not yeah. doing that great. So it was more of an outlier in terms of their performance. Yeah, um, it's funny. That's what uh, not to cut you off, but that's what me and Ernie were talking about like a few days ago. Was like, okay, Porto in the Champions League, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach Champions League, and um, how you just mentioned this team, I just uh, slipped my mind right now. Uh, Schalke, Schalke, no, no. Um, <laughs> I'm forgetting, but the point being that a lot of teams that just kind of fringe got into oh Lazio, uh, that just got into uh, Champions League contention are just playing ass in general. Not only in their league, but in in the tournament. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's well, crazy. Porto not so much because they're one of the better teams in Portugal. But yeah, but Mönchengladbach and uh, and Lazio. Yeah, but that's yeah. Like the crazy thing though that Porto are are probably not going to win the league this year. In, oh yeah, no, in, they're they're not good by their standards. Right, but I think they're the top four. Right. Right. Yeah. Top four, though. That's still significant. No, but it's it is crazy how like those fringe teams that just barely make it into the Champions League take a yeah. big hamper on every other tournament. But yeah, man, it's uh, Lazio. They're done for. As far as I know, Lazio didn't really lose a lot of any of their players, did they? No, not that I not that no I one can really think significant. Of. They they just didn't have like crazy great players, man. They're like. Yeah. They just had a fortunate year last year. Yeah, they had a, a obviously Immobile, but they had a this dude. Uh, Caicedo too, who was having a great season last season. He was playing very much style like uh, Duban Zapata, Muriel. Yeah. You know, big big South American dudes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I feel bad for them, but uh, at the same time, it's like that's just the look of the draw. Sometimes, man. I I wish that it would have been more even if they could have played like Porto or or I don't know somebody more even. But that's just how the table is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but that's you know that. I mean that's the draw, right? Yeah, and either way, eventually you're gonna get you're gonna get mopped anyway. So might as well might as well get it out yeah. now in a humane fashion. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, it wasn't that humane uh, on aggregate. It? Aggregate six to two. Uh, yeah, at least they did better than Barca. Hey, there's something you can hang your hat on. <laughs> Whatever that means. These days. <laughs> um, and then the next match, which is a little more uh, competitive, a lot more even actually. Uh, Chelsea uh, hosting uh, Atletico Madrid. Uh, man, Atletico grabbed their ankles, man. Yeah, I think I said this a little while ago. Yeah, they uh, oh, there's your boy, uh, Correa. Yeah, no, uh, they uh, 
they just don't have any, like you said, creativity, man. And it, it proved it against a well-organized side now that Chelsea is. Chelsea, bro, like, they really dominated them, man. Like, um, like over two legs, like, there over, was no contest. Over two legs. Uh, you could say Atleti had their chances, yeah, but... Atleti, just, in the first match, you, you could say, okay, uh, Simeone, for some reason, overthought it and decided to play a low block, park the bus, you know, hope for counters. When you have the better players, the better attacking players, anyway. Um, but second match, there's no creativity. There was the center of the park. There, who's creating plays? I'm, I'm watching it right now. We're, we're watching. It's like it, it. It was like it was like a, the formation was a fucking donut. This is this is who. Uh, what like whatever happens this season happens, but. This is who I'd go get this transfer window if I was Atletico to to be the metronome in that midfield. He's a Yugoslavian brother, plays in the Premier League in a top six side in London. Oh, don't say that. Thomas oh, don't, Susek. Don't, don't break my heart, uh, man. I feel like he's just cut to be a player on that team. Yeah, and, uh, and Simi- yeah Simeone would love him. Yeah. Simeone would, he, yeah, he's one of those players. I um, think they need somebody like that, though, to, to help thread that you know mesh that side between the defense and the offense yeah um that that's a great shout but can we call Simeone's tactics what it is a glorified shithauser yeah yeah for sure with with a few polished turds yeah uh, yeah exactly a few polished little turtles and and a south american last name and being a former player helps (laughs) a lot too so take all that and he has great hair (laughs) <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. But uh, he's he's done good. But his style is is uh just like a, a new version of of parking the bus. And obviously benefiting from great players like Saul. Uh, now right now uh, Suarez. Um, in the past, uh, it's been uh, um, who else? Um, I'm trying to think of of who they've had. Sorry, I'm kind of caught in watching the match. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, how do you feel about Joao Felix, man? <laughs> I think that's. I think that's also another thing. That, that's what it comes down to, really. Well, hey, when you're when you got paid that much to go there, you know. I, yeah, I mean, it's tough to be hard on him because he's still so young. Uh, but I don't know. It's yeah. just not the right fit. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like uh, he's got too much ability to be so quiet. Yeah, he's he's playing at a fortified squad, uh, a squad of savages, Vikings, you know, and and I made this analogy to you before off the record, but um, it's kind of like the ancient Greek cities of Sparta and Athens, and what what we have here is a classic example of an Athenian, just an artistic artist with a paintbrush that can create magic create magic when in the right circumstance right but he's playing with a bunch of spartans a bunch of gladiators hard nose hounds man you that, that that are gonna harry you and be super defensive and that kind of guy doesn't fit in this team you know it's like trying to fit in a jigsaw puzzle puzzle that doesn't a piece that doesn't quite work and and i feel that he needs to go to a team that's you know more you know more attack based uh like obviously, City for me would be the perfect fit, and I think that would be an X factor signing we could make. Um, 
with the rumors existing of Aguero going to Barca, Messi possibly staying, uh, Mbappe or Haaland going to Madrid, like it just eliminates a lot of options. I think this move would make a lot of sense. But a team like that would benefit him massively, man. Yeah, and one that can realistically afford him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another everything. thing. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Atletico wants to get their money back, maybe even lose like a few a few mil, they'd be wise to let him go. But like I said, man, you, you have a... You have like a Steve Jobs type of dude with a bunch of construction workers, bro. <laughs> now, yeah. you know, both are can be very successful, but both attain money very different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. And that's a really good analogy. I like that. Um, so for the Champions League, we have a quarterfinalist, Chelsea, Bayern München, Real Madrid, Manchester City. Liverpool, Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, and Porto. Uh, now, there's always this chatter, and I hate this, and I hate this talk. But, for example, Juventus, yeah, Lazio, uh, Atalanta are out, and well, it was either going to be Atalanta or Real Madrid. And it's like, oh, Spain is not good anymore because they've lost all their uh, all their teams in the Champions League quarterfinals. <clears throat> or now Italy is a shit uh, league. Um, <laughs> is is a a result or performance in the Champions League, mind you, one like one game or two games, is that indicative of the league? No, I, I think it's super reactionary, man. I think, I mean, you know how I feel about cups, and a lot of people get on me. They're like, "Nah, you're you're you know diminishing it." It, it. I agree. It does take a lot more than luck, but a lot of times it is luck. The the diff like the differentiations and goal differential, like things come down come down to that. And I don't think it's indicative. I think Juventus, honestly, let's say if a seven game series existed, I think they 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 come out of that against Porto. I thought Porto got very fortunate in the way they got their result, for example. Uh, so I think Italy could still be in there with them, but I I don't agree with that uh, leveling whatever level sure. the league is at. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're gonna tell me that that just because Porto is is in is still in the uh, Champions League that all of a sudden Portugal has a better league than Italy? Yeah, exactly. You know, like that that doesn't make sense to me. Or yeah. that England has a shit league because they haven't won it in such a long time. That was a notion for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's. Ridiculous. Again, it is, yeah. you know, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. These are the best teams you know, playing against each other at any given moment. They're going to beat each other. And that's what's crazy is that how competitive a league is, for me, will definitely hamper your performance in the Champions League. Like, it can, sure. I feel like English teams have had trouble winning it so many times because of that. Because the top five is neck to neck some years. Or at least the top three or top two. It's, it's just a, a hard-nosed league. Yeah. You don't necessarily that can, that get can that. That can be a reason. Yeah, sure. a reason, yeah, for sure. And But you don't see that as often in Germany, France. Well, that's uh, why like winning doubles and trebles are significant. Exactly. And then it's it's way more, for, for me, significant if you get a, a treble in either Spain or England or Italy even. Those are very competitive leagues. Um, where France and, and Germany, Germany is more competitive, but you know they're not as competitive in my opinion. Yeah, so I think I think it's bullshit, but you always hear it as soon as the quarterfinals are over. Uh, blah blah league. Yeah, like bro, like it, it's Atletico Madrid, the leader 
of uh, the league leader in Spain. Yeah. Beating Chelsea. And we're going to call England a shit league because of that? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's it's a ridiculous fucking argument. Nah, not low key though. I mean, <laughs> Chelsea. Wait, wait, wait. Hear smack... me out. Hear me out. Yeah, if Chelsea is smacking, ah, dude, I love this draw. By the way, I'm speaking into existence. If if Chelsea is smacking Atleti, what can they do to Real? Damn, you want that? Ah, oh, I'd love that. I would. Man. I would oh, yeah, I, I would love to hand them the business. And I fuck. Unfortunately, the game would be on the weekday, but I wish we could watch it with Harold. Oh yeah, that'd be a, that'd be some good banter. But um, <clears throat> I think maybe that's a good moment to go into. What are your pre- matchup predictions? Who do you think is gonna draw who? Um, who's gonna draw who? Well, man, I'll take uh, I'll take City drawing uh. Oh, this is gonna be crazy, man. Uh, Chelsea. Ah, damn. I think I think they're gonna. They're somehow it's gonna happen. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's I, gonna be annoying, bro. I think uh, Real Madrid are gonna draw Liverpool. Damn, that'd be sick. I think PSG are gonna draw Dortmund. Porto's gonna draw Bayern. Yeah, that's 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 dope. I actually would like all of those. It, I would kind of hate to see Bayern Porto though, just because like I know Bayern's gonna smack. Well, uh, I think Porto is the weak link. Oh yeah, they're the weakest link in the tournament left, yeah. and then it's like it's between Liverpool, Dortmund, and yeah, Chelsea. I think Dortmund. I mean, sorry, Liverpool is the second weakest, just based on yeah form. how how uh, <clears throat> the last two three months have gone for them. Yeah, they do well in the tournament. Though, but yeah, so they they've been playing good, they so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but the favorites have to be City, Bayern, with a sneaky PSG shout. Yeah, and like I said, I think Madrid deserve a top a spot. I think in the at very least semifinal. Sheesh. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my prediction. Uh, what 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 do you got? For me, I have a Bayern Liverpool. Nice first leg. Uh, you know Klopp's homecoming to the Bundesliga, a team he has history against, would be pretty cool. Then uh, the next match in, will be for me match of the tournament. Um, so in this in this phase, uh, City versus PSG. Sheesh. Early, like they have to meet early. I feel that'll be sick. Um, I think it would really test our defense to see where we really stand. Um, and shit, I can't wait, man. Uh, well, you know, we'll see what the draw ends up being. But if I had to predict, I'll take City. But <laughs> I'm a fan, so. And yeah, and then uh, for me, oh, I have do. I have uh, Real Madrid playing Dortmund. Nice for a chance uh, to Holland for Holland to have his audition, I should say, ah, and yes. to see what he can prove. And I, those two teams have history in the tournament too. Going yeah, back. yeah, yeah. They've always yeah. And then uh, so that leaves me with uh, Chelsea Porto for the final game. Not bad. Yeah, I'd like to see that game. Just two two teams with differentiating styles, like massively. Yeah. One thing about Chelsea, though, and uh, I meant to bring this up a little bit earlier, is they're pretty good at nullifying the other team's strengths. Yeah, yeah, especially now. No one's now. good against them. Yeah. I mean, we could say that maybe they've had less than great opposition in the league just because of their schedule Yeah. since Tuchel's been there. I can't wait for City to play them again. But uh, they've answered every test. They, they haven't lost with him. I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's like a great, like, 
great record, but it, you know, it's definitely not a bad thing. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I think that wraps up everything. Did we have anything else? Nah, I think we uh, we hit every button. Yeah. Every nail on the wood. Sounds good, man. All right, so bottled number thirty-nine. Uh, we'll post this. We'll be posting on the IG and Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, that's a wrap, everybody. Good night. Ha- happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day. Uh, that's not appropriation because uh, wait, is it? Uh, I it is, mate. Ah. Nah, shout out to Roy Keane one time. <laughs> the Irish bastard. Um, but yeah, man. All right, man. Uh, Make sure to participate on all of our polls, everybody. We're gonna be doing that more often. We're gonna and and Nestor's been doing a good job of this too. We're gonna start to post a lot more goals as well, cause we know not everybody has a chance to get to all the goals every week. So we're gonna try to get that for you guys. Oh shit, yeah. So yeah, That's right. yeah. All right, well, uh, bottle thirty nine. Everybody, take care and be safe. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.